Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Trots YouTube channel and podcasts. We are back with another match preview after the 4-1 victory against Everton midweek. We now turn our sights towards Southampton. I'm Scott. I'm your host for this one. And I am joined this week by Chris, Ian and Andy. Chris, are we still buzzing off last night's 4-1 victory? Yeah, I'm still buzzing off the, the Spurs result as well. <laughs> I'm absolutely cloud nine at the minute, mate. It's... I put a tweet out last late last night after we had done our recording, just saying like, "What a time to be a Newcastle United fan!" I'm, I'm more and more impressed as each week passes. And how many times have I said this season that we've set a benchmark for Champions League football for European football? Then we do it again and again. So me and I absolutely buzzing. Yeah, yeah, we were we were all uh, very very happy with yesterday's result and also the weekends. Uh, Ian, um, I see you still haven't changed the clock, and you're not allowed to now because we're on another streak. So uh, oh, you can keep that clock at ten to four. Uh, but how are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, good. Um, just uh, well, what Chris said, still buzzing off off sort of the last week. Um, must have watched the the Isaac run about fifty thousand times today. Um, but just incredible. So, like Chris was in, great time to be a fan and. Hopefully, obviously, we'll get into it. Hopefully, another another win on the on the cards on Sunday. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and Andy, welcome back, mate. Uh, how are you? Thank you. Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. I feel like the last time I did this, we were horrific. So I feel like a bit of a glory hunter, like coming back when everything's class. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just echoing what. Yeah, I think so. But I think that was pre Champions League. That was just to that point. Mid table, oh, we're happy. But obviously, we'll get onto it. It's just unbelievable at the moment. It is. It is unbelievable. And uh, another thing that's unbelievable is our sponsor this week. Uh, that is Magpin, as always. The Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin. They're the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends and retro kits. 
Uh, their website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Seamless, that wasn't it? No. <laughs> I mean, it was so professional, that's why I was talking. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, uh, this Sunday, it's a 2pm kickoff uh, at St. James's Park. We will face Southampton for the fourth time this season. Uh, Chris, Southampton are currently sitting bottom of the league. They've lost four of the last five with that last game being a draw. Not the last game that they played, but the one out of the four. Uh, they're on 24 points, six wins, six draws and 21 defeats with a goal difference of minus 30. Um, we have to be confident going into this one, don't we? Yeah, I mean, you look at, you look at Southampton, you, you think they're all but relegated, really. You're just looking and waiting for that all sign to, to appear, you know, the name in the league. Um, like you said, the We've just played out and they were sat 19th. Obviously, we've got Southampton set dead bottom of the table. So, I think we're, we're a little bit worried going in the Everton game about how, how fast they might start the game. I think yeah. it's going to be the other way around this time. Obviously, we're back at St. James's Park and they're going to sit back and they try and con- contain win, hit one on the break, mate. And I just don't think teams can do it if they don't have enough quality. And we've seen so many teams try at St. James's Park, sit back and, and stop the goals from coming. But we're always going to grab one. We're going to grab one goal. It's just at what point of the game we get that, how resilient Southampton can be in defending. But we're, we're going to come out of the blocks just like Evan did uh, at Goodison Park. And honestly, mate, I, I think we'll grab a goal in the, the first 10, 15 minutes and that'll just their game plan right out the window. Yeah, Ian, it's, it's going to be a strange one because we expect teams in this position usually to sit off a little bit and, and you know, maybe play for a draw. Not saying that Southampton would definitely do that, but, you know, teams in that part of the league. But when it gets to this side of the, the season and you've only got five or six games left, you cannot play for a draw, can you? Southampton are going to have to come at work. And I feel like our press and our counter-attack might undo them pretty quickly, like what Chris has just said. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think now it's it's probably time for them to put the six games left to... It's almost like what have you got to lose? You kind of kind of drop any lower than what they are. So um, I'm still confident. Um, obviously, given their form, given where they are, uh, how well we're doing at the minute, similar to the Everton game, I do think they'll make it a little bit awkward for it. Um, but like I say, we've we've got the quality, we've got the confidence. So I, I would expect another another three points. Yeah, Andy. Um, going through kind of their style of play. A um, lot of long shots, a lot of long balls, a lot of crosses in the box. Do like to attack down the right and play quite wide. Um, nothing really that we haven't come across before. And obviously we have played them three times already this season. Is there anything that you think could possibly catch us out uh, when going up against the Southampton side at the weekend? Um, not necessarily. I think when you look at Southampton's results, they've it's only been against the big boys where they've actually scored a few goals and caused an upset. So they obviously... Got three against Arsenal, three against Spurs as well, I think. Yeah, I think they have goal three, against. Yeah, yeah so they've shown that when they do turn up, they're not completely useless, even though the table would suggest they are completely useless. I think in this season, even the worst teams are all right footballers. Um, Southampton's problem is that they bought a load of kids in January and in the summer and didn't add any experience. And I think in a game like this, where we are likely to dominate for probably 90 minutes all the way through, um, I can't see them doing much tactically. They t- seem to set up four four two. They might try and match the midfield three. Spurs tried to do that, didn't go very well. So yeah. it seems like it's a foregone conclusion on paper. 
Yeah, uh, we'll talk about some players, Chris, um, in particular some injuries. Um, top of that list, which I didn't realise he is, but looks like um, Ward Prowess is injured, although it was just an, in, uh, an illness, like I said, for the last game. So he may be back. Um, he's going to be a massive miss off, the, off their game if, if he is out, right? Uh, if he is injured, may, may I? But I think with it just being illness, I probably expect him to come straight yeah. back into that team. Um, obviously, he's had a few extra days there with, with playing on the Sunday kickoff. And he's probably the only player that that stands out, really, um, because obviously we know how dangerous he can be from set pieces, very similar mm-hmm. to, to Trippier when he gets a ball on the edge of the box. He, he can score from a dead ball. Um, that That's the only really worry that, that I can look at that Southampton team. Obviously, you've got Armstrong coming back as well. Um, obviously, yeah, Shea Adams as well is pretty. Yeah, good Armstrong likes to, 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 to <clears throat> grab a goal. I think he got one disallowed in one of the the cup games, yeah. didn't he? He got one celebrated against his former team. I think got ruled out. Buzzing. He was buzzing to score against Newcastle. Um, and why wouldn't you be? But I, it got ruled out. Um, but like, like I said, War Prowse is probably the only one that that really stands out. And like I said, that's only from dead ball situations. Just don't give yeah. away silly free kicks. We'll be fine. Yeah, we haven't been giving away that many in dangerous areas of late. Um, we've been pretty level-headed. The, you know, the, the back four of ours is, is pretty solid. Um, There's one on the edge of the box and... against Everton, which I yeah. think was Longstaff yeah. stayed in. It was a great challenge. I think it was Longstaff. Yeah, yeah. it was incorrectly um, given, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and um, it was right on the edge of the box. Yeah. Well, Ian, some more injuries from uh, Southampton. Uh, they've got... Bella Kotchap, uh, Salisu, and I think these last three have been long-term injuries. Been out for pretty much most of the season. You've got Livermento, uh, Perraud, and Larius, I think he's called. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, obviously, we've mentioned uh, Ward Prowess. We've mentioned Shea Evans. We've, men- we've mentioned Adam Armstrong. Um, can you think of any other players from Southampton who you think we'll have to be a bit mindful of? Or is it just a case of you know those new signings haven't really clicked and gelled like like Andy was saying and, and we could be looking at another high score. Um if I'm honest, I, I don't know a great deal about Southampton. Um it's one one of the perks of not being in a relegation battle. You don't really have to pay attention to that end. I think if I remember rightly, uh, it was the first leg that brought kind of for the life of us think who it was, brought someone on left left side midfield and he he did cause Trippier some problems. I think Trippier was on a yellow card as well, which may contribute to that. I think the only thing that we really have to be careful of is they do have pace up front. Obviously, our back line is, isn't is the quickest. Um, so I think that could be a route into the game for them, is, is trying to hit us on the counter. But I would expect we're to to be switched on with that. And like I said, the, even though they, they do have the pace up front, they don't have a Great deal of quality in front of goal. Um, I think Stuart is it Stuart Armstrong. He was another one. I think possibly might have been might even have been last season's game. I can't remember um, where he looked half decent. But other than that, we talked about sort of last week the Spurs, where they do have the, the real quality players, the likes of Son, the likes of Kane, that could could cause issue. When you look through that Southampton team, there's not not a great deal of quality there. And like Chris said, is even Ward Prowse, I think, with no disrespect to him, I think it, it is sort of just dead balls that you have to, to be concerned about. I don't think he he has the the quality of like say Bruno, where he can dictate the dictate the game and and un, sort of unlock defenses. So, is if, if we keep our wits about, we're 
don't get too complacent. Uh, I think think we should be fine. I'll say this, and then it'll come back to bite us in the arse. It always does. Um, but no, I, I think think we should should have enough to to see it comfortably. Yeah, I mean that that's one thing. Obviously, you have to be careful with Andy. Is you know we have just come off a game midweek, and we've we've seen it in games in the past where we have this midweek game, and then we're always a bit leggy, a bit lethargic in the uh, in the the weekend game that comes after. Obviously, we're in a different situation a little bit with Southampton playing the same night as us and, and you know having the same amount of rest. But is there any you know risk of our guys being a bit complacent, thinking, well, it's only Southampton, the bottom of the league. We've you know we've played them three times already. We know what to expect. Um, do you think that could happen, or do you think Eddie Howe's got them trained better than that? Yeah, I think if we had a bad manager, I'd be worried about that. But you know for a fact, even just with how sort of boring Howe's press conferences are when he always just says it's the next game, every game's hard. You know, he yeah. won't let those lads get complacent at all. And the way we play our style, we can't be complacent. It's all about heavy metal football, run at 100% all the time, always press the ball, always try and turn it over. We can't really play if we were sort of a possession-based team where you can kind of just knock it about for 10 minutes to get your breath back. Then, yeah, maybe that does become an issue. But the way we play, I think we've, I think we've got this really, just in terms of... Southampton players, the only other one I could think of was that Carlos Alcaraz, who scored a few times. Um, really young lad, Argentinian lad. But again, it's it's mainly just if our defence is on the game, they're going to need one player to do something amazing. And even then, all we need to do is score two goals, which at the moment, that's an out. We're scoring, you know, averaging like six a game at the moment. So I, I can't see it being an issue. I think um, it's really just a case of making sure we're there and we're sharp and we do our thing. Yeah, agree. Uh, before we move on to Newcastle and take a more of a, a look into that, Chris, uh, just go through some strengths and weaknesses from Southampton. Um, their strengths are free kicks, obviously, because of uh, what prowess. Um, regaining possession or stealing the ball, they had it down as. Uh, coming back from a losing position and protecting the lead. And I think that comes down to their, their three old draws that they've had recently. And you know they've sneaked a couple of 1-0 wins early on the season. Uh, weaknesses are finishing, keeping possession, and then defending attacks down the wing. Um, do you think we could capitalise on that defending attacks down the wing weakness? We saw Isak in the cup and his little assist that he did, uh, where you know he was on the wing and he just kind of burned past the, the defender, who I can't remember which one it was now, and uh, managed to get an assist. And we've seen him this weekend as well. As, sorry, uh, on Thursday as well, uh, with what he can do. Um, are we bothered about the strengths and weaknesses, or do you think we just have to play our game and, and the results should come our way. It's it's a bit telling me that one of the strengths is coming from a, a conceding a goal to to recover. But in the sat twentieth in the league, that, that's a yeah. bit that's a bit of a strange stat to be bragging about, really. Um, it is. It, it's it's a strange one, but <laughs> it's like we're it's, always losing, but sometimes know, we come back. <laughs> but sometimes we get back level, then concede again. That's what it sounds like. It's. It, do you know what it is? It's. From from their strengths and what you're going through there, our strength just outweigh them. Our, our weaknesses we don't really have a weakness in the team, and the the only thing that worries us is this is a game we have probably the first game in a while that I've been confident going into, and I think we've all as a fan base we're probably all still under that that mold that Ashley put we in where you're thinking. Ah, this will be a tough one. That'll be a tough one. And you go back to the Brentford game, then obviously my new game, then you go to the Villa game, and every single one of them, there's been a little part of us where I'm thinking, ah, it's, it's going to be a difficult one tonight, this yeah. afternoon, whenever the game may be. Then I'm going into this one on Sunday, I think, oh, we'll batter them, absolutely batter them. And it's always when I get 
when I get complacent that the team don't turn up. <laughs> so that's my worry. And obviously, yeah. the, the last two games have been intense for us. Obviously, bagging 10 goals in, in two games. It's... On, uh, I just think the, the lads that need to be top of the game, like Andy said, Eddie Howe probably won't allow it to drop. And if a player does become a bit too complacent, then at this moment in time, there's somebody ready to step in, in their position as well. It's just maybe with it being third game in, in quick succession that the lads might look a bit leggy. Fingers crossed it's not the case. But I don't know. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as what, what it has been the last two weeks. Last two games, sorry. Yeah, obviously we've got home advantage as well, which could potentially help Ian. Um, we'll move on to Newcastle. Um, are we expecting rotation? Um, given that you know there was three changes on Thursday, do you think either those changes will revert back to what we had at the weekend, or do you think there'll be you know some more surprises up, up the sleeve of Eddie Howe? You, you always ask us this question, and I, I genuinely give an answer, and it's the complete opposite, which is why I'm sitting in my kitchen and I'm not Eddie Howe. Um, and I say that every week. I think given what Chris was saying, because of how intense the last two games have been, there's probably going to be rotation. Um, but again, now that we've, we've pretty much got a, a fully fit squad, bar and St. Maximum, um, the players that are coming in, it's like, like in terms of quality and what they can give you. Um, I would... I don't know. I, I think maybe Dan Byrne would maybe come back in. Uh, all of the thought he was fairly solid yesterday. Um, I just think he, he likes to keep it consistent with the back four, back five. So it wouldn't surprise us to see him come in. Um, we talked about Gordon as well. Uh, we'd like to get him, have him getting a couple of more starts, a couple of more minutes. Could yeah. be that he comes in on the right. Potentially, I don't think Miggy had his best game. I think he, what you were saying, he looked a bit rusty. Um, but like, like I say, we've we've got now. We're in a position where. Yes, the players that are come in aren't world class by any means, but they're given a hundred percent and they're doing a very good job. The likes of Jacob Murphy, who I was literally his biggest critic, I couldn't stand him. I thought, to be quite honest, he was living a lie as a footballer, and he's he's got the Eddie Howe treatment. He's coming, he scored three and two in these last two, um, and he, he gives you more as well than what just that. He, he gives you more than running. He's, he's putting in dangerous balls, so. I think what you were saying in terms of uh, exploiting so their weakness was our wings. I think it's made to to for that is just to to use with pace, get down the wings, and and hopefully have Callum Wilson or Isaac up front. Um, again, who starts is anyone's guess because the ball's banging for. Has has do you know when Gordon's featured? Has he predominantly came in on the left hand side though? He's done a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, he's a mix. There was the first couple of games he played across like. Literally across the front three, um, mm. but predominantly has been on the left. But then, with Joe, how well Joe Willock and Joe Linton play in that interchange, I cannot see him coming in on the left. That's, that's what start. I was thinking. Yeah, I, 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 Scott, I think you'll probably stick with Miggy for this one. Mm, I think you'll yeah. he, give Miggy another chance because mm. Miggy looked a bit off the pace against Everton. He did, and I think everybody could see that. You could tell that he had been sidelined for a little while. I think you'll put him in front of the home crowd and, and see what Miggy can do this one. Yeah, I think personally, I think the only change we might make, and this is all dependent on, on whether he's fit or not, is Kieran Trippier. Um, obviously, he took that knock just before half time, uh, which it seemed pretty bad, and he maybe he ran off. But I don't know. I, th- I don't know if 
I think if he's going to rest him, this is the game to rest him in, where we could probably afford to have you know the likes of Mankey or even Jacob Murphy playing in that um, you know that right back position as a bit of cover, give you know a bit of bit of rest to Trippier or even you know just playing for a half if he's if he's needed at the end of the game. Um, Andy, uh, we heard today that St Maximum is potentially out for the rest of the season um, from some journalists in the media, and then obviously St Maximum goes on to his uh, Instagram stories and he's sprinting up and down the pitch. So uh, we don't know what to think when it comes to, the, to that. Um, but just to touch on St Maxim, obviously he's been out the squad for a couple of games now and we haven't really missed him. But when he is fighting fit, does he come back in to the squad for you or is it a case where he's now going to be an impact sub because, like Chris said, the likes of Joe Willick, Joe Linton are doing so well on that, uh, on that right-hand side? Yeah, well, the first thing is he must have a backlog of videos of him running because every time he gets in- allegedly injured, he's always releasing a video like 10 minutes later, which is always a bit strange. But um, yeah, I don't think Howe is the sort of manager to always just automatically put a player in. Um, he trusts the team that's just played and he trusts his own eyes from the last game. Um, he obviously understands St Maximan's quality and some of the stuff he was doing before his injury was some of the best football he's played for us as sort of an all-round game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, in Bruce Ball era, not to bring that up, but we saw him do amazing things, but it was always kind of the exception in the game. Whereas now we've got the luxury of being a good team and we can just every now and then give him the ball and say, go and do something. And he fits into the side. Um, I think what will probably happen is what if he is fit again, he'll start on the bench. And when we you know, get to 60, 70 minutes, when Howe likes to make his subs, he'll come on, have a bit of a cameo and, um, and ask to impress. But I think this is one of the main things we've seen in the second half of the season, which we maybe didn't see in the first half of the season, is bringing people off the bench and actually going, all right, he might do something. Um, yeah. Like Ian said before, when we were bringing Murphy on every single game first half of the season, it was always like, right, well, that's just to save Miggy's legs. He's going to do absolutely nothing. Um, whereas now we're seeing Gordon come on, Isak coming coming off the bench and being a prime Henri regen. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great position to be in, definitely. It is. Um, it's always nice. I think... You know, we we we've in some of the match reactions and some of the match previews we've looked at the benches and just been thought, that's pretty weak. There's a that's a you know a, a shoestring bench, but now we've got players back from injury, and, and I think the only player that's on the injury list is Emil Kraft, and obviously he's been out mm-hmm. all season. So that you know the the fitness of the players is coming at the right time of the season for us. So you know, like you said, the bench is looking a lot stronger, and they're making an impact when they are coming on. Um, you know, even Anthony Gordon, you know, yes, he hasn't got an assist, yes, he hasn't got a goal yet, but he's working his arse off every single time he comes on and you can see it. And you know, I think was it West Ham where he won that won that ball deep in his own half, yeah, which started the move to the to the fifth goal, yeah. Um so you know it, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see. Um we'll come on to our predictions. This'll be a fun one, given how many score how many goals we've scored over the last two. Um, Chris, you kind of already give away you don't expect a high scorer, so I'll start with you. Um, um, it, it depends what class is a high scorer these days. <laughs> <laughs> Anything over because... seven. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, we, we scored six against Spurs, four against um, Everton. Yeah, I, I know I say it won't be a high scoring, but I still think it'll, we'll have we've got three goals in one, uh, and, and to me, that's still a high scoring game. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think we'll, we'll, we'll win three one. Yeah, 3-1. And I think it'll be pretty comfortable throughout. I think, like I said at the very start of this, I think Southampton will, will just sit back. I think Isaac will start this one as well. I think yeah. this is a sort of game where where Isaac will 
because like you said, Scott, Southampton have to come out. They have to start winning games. So that's going to hopefully leave pockets of space. He's actually a perfect man to be in those spaces. So I, I think 3-1 in Newcastle. I'll take that. Uh, Ian, your prediction, mate? I was going to go conservative 2-0. I went 2-0 against Everton, obviously blew, blew them away in the second half. I think... I just feel that they they don't sit back. I don't think they'll come out as 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 sort of gung ho as what Everton did. I think they will try and make us work to to break them down and try and hit us on the counter. Um, that being said, listening to what Chris has just said, I, I generally think we've got more of goals than what what I was going to give them credit for. So I'm going to go for three nil. I think well, I haven't kept a clean sheet in a while, and I feel we're due one. So I'm going to go three nil. It would be nice too, wouldn't it? Instead of uh, giving away these almost sloppy goals when we're, we're you know, we're sort of taking the foot off the gas. Uh, so yeah, it, it would be nice to have a, a clean sheet. Um, Andy, your predictions, mate. Well, these two being really boring with three, three, only three goals. You know, say, say ten, Andy. Double <laughs> figures. What's, what was the record against Southampton? Was it Southampton <laughs> Leicester? Was that nine-one? Let's go one better. <laughs> nine. 10-1 and Sven Botman will finally get his first goal because I keep saying he's going to score off one of these corners and it never happens. <laughs> so, 10-1. <laughs> you have to stick with 10-1. Well, why not? You can have a back. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> I might be Excellent. closer than 3-0 if it's 7-1. <laughs> you might be closer than 3-0. We'll see what happens. Do you know what it is, though? You, you wouldn't be shocked if it was. No. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. The last two games, and I think with Spurs, we were absolutely clinical. Everything that we touched hit the back of the net. And probably the same against Everton, to be fair, because every time we took, took a shot on goal, I think the first shot yeah. we had, it hit the back of the net yeah. uh, with, with Callum Wilson's. And, um, complete opposite to the start of the season, isn't it? I when complete. We... Even yeah. the, uh, even the um, I was talking to Roger earlier this afternoon, I spoke to him, and I said to Roger, just after the World Cup break, we were struggling to score goals, and mm-hmm. now we can't stop scoring them. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's close to 10. It, it, was that, it was that header Isak scored. Was it Wolves or Fulham when he just glanced that header Fulham. in and all of a sudden it was just like, right, we've scored a good goal. And that's it. So I am taking the mick, obviously, with 10. But um, it, it honestly just depends. Like, we, we could have another one of these 20-minute madness spells. Um, it seems like the, the lads it. are like in competition with each other. See who can, can score the, the best goal or, or create the best chance. Yeah. Every single one of them, man. <laughs> like, Willick will sat there thinking, I've, I've got assist of the year in the bag here <laughs> against Spurs and then Isak like, skins the entire team. <laughs> but even even but, the shot that Willick had, that that um, Pickford, great save oh, yeah. against Evan. Mm. That was, honestly, that would have been up there goal of the season for me. That was like that Deli Alley goal that he scored oh, that time. It was great, uh, absolutely right. great. And, and like all the lads are just having competitions with themselves and you can see on and off the field, they are absolutely buzzing with their football yeah. at the minute. Honestly, they love yeah. playing for this football club. And like, like like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if we do go and absolutely smash them. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going conservative, 3-1. I'll, I'll be disappointed if we don't get another fan statement after this game, because that's two in a row where we've got <laughs> no, to release a statement. Hat trick of fan statements. <laughs> wow. No, we would normally be the manager with Southampton, but I will hassle uh been showing the door and he's so uh, we'll we'll see if we can get it from the fans this week. Um I'm, I'm in two minds. I think we'll smash them, but I still I think they'll get a couple of goals. I think I think we'll go like three, four, and then they'll pull a couple back. But it'll it'll not be like to where it's a problem, it'll just be a couple of either a penalty or something daft like that they'll get and and that'll just kind of bring them back into the game. Um so I'm gonna go for four two. I think it'll be a end-to-end game. Well, I think I say end-to-end. I think it'll be all us attacking, 
but I think they'll get a couple of chances and I think they might take them just because they're, they're grasping on for their, their dear lives down there, unfortunately. Um, it's a shame because Southampton have always been down and around that part of the table with us. And you kind of think with a team like that, it's like one of these days you're going to go down. Like it, it, it's quite inevitable. It, it happened to us when we went down, we were, you know, you tie with relegation for so long and then eventually you go down. And I do think it's Southampton's yet to, to, to feel that. And it's a. Uh, It'll be a shame because I'm, you know, I have no bad feelings towards Southampton. Um, I've never, you know, had any, any, uh, any, any bad feelings there at all. But it'll, uh, it'll be a shame. But yeah, I think, yeah, four two. Um, it's no bad feelings for me, like Scott. Like get rid of no. all these, get rid of all these southern clubs. Get more northern clubs involved. <laughs> man. Makes a weird days a lot easier, yeah. doesn't it? Burnley and Sheffield United are up well, already. Every exactly. year, we'll have Burnley and we're sorted. Every away game for me is a long one, Chris. Aye. Uh, true, and, and home games. <laughs> Not next season, mate, when it's Champions League football. Just be around the corner from you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Yesterday, I got um, I got my passport out for the reaction and I realised I don't need a passport to travel through Europe. It was pointless. Oh, brag about it. My Brexit, eh? Really Brexit? <laughs> Brexit. Anyways, we will wrap that one up unless anyone has anything that they want to add. No? 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 Good. Okay, well, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Andy. And thanks, Ian. Uh, welcome back, Andy. If it's not 10 1 you, we might not get on another video. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. No, uh, I jest. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching. If you like this sort of content, uh, please scroll down from this video and hit the thumbs up. It'll get this feed, this video, into the feed of other Newcastle fans and some Southampton ones as well. Uh, while you're down there, if you want to hit the subscribe button, that will help us out massively as well. We are so close to 10,000 subscribers. Uh, do you know the number, Chris, from I think last it's check? around about 70, mate, thereabouts. Give or take 70 a goal. left. So if you haven't subscribed already and you want to be the 10,000th subscriber, you could be. So go down and hit the subscribe button and you might be that one who tops over. You might win something nine, as well. The 999. <laughs> might. Might. Win. You might not. <laughs> we will win something because we'll eventually get the Battle of the Kits keep our edition and I've been yes, waiting that's your prize two years for that your prize is the Battle of the Kids so yes everyone that watches it just subscribe costs nothing like even if you delete your YouTube app after just subscribe like <laughs> it's fine just get rid of yep. 10,000 because I really want to <laughs> see these goalkeeper kits <laughs> get your mom to subscribe get your girlfriends boyfriends brothers sisters dogs and aunties whatever else Get them all subscribed, and uh, well, I'm sure we'll be over that 10,000. Um, if you want to go one step further, though, and you want to give a little back, uh, you can become a member of the Gallagher Shots channel. Uh, it's $2.99 a month, and that gets you early access to all of these pre-recorded videos, as well as access to the Telegram group. Um, that Telegram group was pretty buzzing last night, and it has been all week. Um, no it's doubt, been all be... season, mate. Well, yeah, all season, to be fair. No doubt next, uh, next Monday it's going to be even better. Uh, if any of our well, if Andy's prediction comes to fruition, it's going to be absolutely jumping. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But they better not finish nine one. Could you imagine or eleven one? Could you imagine if it was eleven one? Ten two. <laughs> but thanks everybody for watching. Uh, we will see you probably for a reaction for the Southampton game. Always Smiling Faces podcast will be out on Monday as well. Uh, but we will see you all in the next video. Thanks everybody. Bye bye.
Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.